I really love working with actors. It's a rare opportunity for me to share my professional feedback and advice to actors who are willing to listen. I ultimately think this interaction supplies information that improves the industry for everybody. One area that still remains a sticking point for me are headshots. Headshots that, okay, I'm going to say it, don't work. I am mystified by actors or acting students even relying on amateur, poorly crafted, badly lit images that don't even look like you. Okay, I don't necessarily mean you directly. (laughs) Optimum word being necessarily. Come on, join me as I give you important information about your headshots so you will never need to hear You need new pictures. It's time for another episode of Casting Actors Cast, insights for actors from a casting director. Here he is, your host, Jeffrey Dreisbach. Welcome to today's episode of Casting Actors Cast. I'm casting partner Jeffrey Dreisbach with the McCorkle Casting Group in New York. How are you? I hope you're having a good day. I'm having a good day myself. And uh, listen, I'm looking forward to sharing some information about headshots. Now, it's an area that we've covered in the past, but believe me, because of some recent situations I found myself in with working um, uh, directly with actors from various programs, that I'm still getting headshots that boggle the mind. So if you have great headshots, that's great. But I still think you might find some information for the next time you're getting headshots done. So stick with me on this subject as we cover some, I think, some valuable things, uh, lessons to uh, pay attention to when you are getting new headshots. But first, this is that moment of the conversation where I get to say thank you for tuning in to Casting Actors Cast, the website www.castingactorscast, all one word, dot com, is a place where you can find some show notes called Jeff's Jots. You can find a free book if you fill out the form that says Dive Into the Talent Pool. That'll open up some freebies for you. There's some videos. There's past episodes. There's all kinds of really cool information. It does ask, by the way, that you give me your name and your email address. I don't do anything nefarious, ooh, good word, with that, but I do on occasion will send out um, an announcement about a program that I'm involved in or perhaps a class or an upcoming episode of the podcast. Those are the kinds of things that I just want to keep you in the loop about, but this is not like spamming, trying to sell you anything. This is just a way that I can reach out to you if there's something that I believe would be of interest to you. So uh, thank you for that. Castingactorscast at gmail.com is the um, email address if you want to write to me directly. I do my absolute best to return every email that I get. Perhaps you have a question. Perhaps you have a comment about the show. Perhaps you'd like to submit a video for an upcoming episode where we evaluate your self-tapes. That's something you can do very, very easily by going to castingactorscast at gmail.com. And finally, my friends at Actors Connection, please check them out, actorsconnection.com slash New York. Hello to Colleen and Tony. So here are some things to keep in mind when thinking about new pictures. 
And these are just based on a lot of previous personal experience. When I was an actor, I acted for 20 years. I made my living as an actor. And then I transitioned into casting about 13 years ago. So I have kind of a broad base experience in terms of, of headshots. But the number one top of my list um, and this is going to be a hard pill to swallow for some of you, but I believe that you are not the best judge of your headshots. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's true. It's so funny. The psychology behind it is that when we look at the contact sheet and the contact sheet, if you don't know, our, the, the session is put together on several individual pages. So you see your headshots in thumbnails or headshot choices in thumbnails so that you can pick from the entire session what's good and what's not good. What do you like and what do you don't like? Many photographers will say, well, we'll give you then three or four or two or whatever it is will give you two full-blown headshot eight by 10 in size. And so now you're stuck with looking at all of these, this proof sheets with all of your choices. And you know what? Invariably, I see actors really reading into the picture, either what they were thinking of at the time that the picture was taken, or they see themselves in a way in which they want to be seen without really spending a lot of time on how others actually see us. I hope that that makes sense. I'll go into a little more detail in just a minute. But generally speaking, it always surprises me when an actor contacts me and says, well, I got a headshot session and here are the five shots that I'm thinking about. Which one do you think is best for me? Well, first of all, I may just say this. If I don't know you, if I'm not familiar with you, or more importantly, if I'm not familiar with your work, I'm just you know, another guy with another opinion. So that might not be helpful. But if I have a little bit of a relationship with you, if I've worked with you in a class, if, I, if I've seen your work, then I'm in a better position to really kind of fine tune the choices that you're showing me. But what I want to say is that almost every time I hear the actor, this is my favorite. I'm automatically suspect because I know that there is an additional reason why they are attracted to that particular headshot other than it being just a good headshot. I hope that that makes sense. Uh, number two, um, and this is absolutely true that everyone is going to have an opinion. You ask 10 people and you show them the five shots, not one of them is going to have the same opinion about those headshots. So be really careful in terms of who you talk to when you want or you're soliciting some feedback on your, your 8x10s, your headshots. Please only trust people who know you and your work really solid uh, folks who are, it's just not sort of a, oh, I like this picture sort of choice. It really is somebody that we trust and knows us well enough to make an informed decision about how we present ourselves to others. Number three, Again, you're not going to like this, I know. <laughs> but you know what? It's absolutely true that you will constantly be changing as a human being. And so new pictures need frequent updates. And sad to say, but the younger you are, the more frequently you're going to need new headshots. 
I know. It's expensive. It makes you crazy. But for those of you who are in your 20s and your headshot is three years old, you really need to have a little conversation with yourself. New headshots are absolutely essential because we just simply don't look the same way now that we did three years ago. None of us do for that matter, but we're in a luckier situation in that the older we get, the less frequently we need to update our headshots because we're not quite changing as rapidly as we might otherwise be changing. So that's something to keep in mind. The younger you are, the more frequent your headshots. So keep that in mind as you move forward. Number four, your best friend who may be a photographer may not know how to create a headshot. I still see actors who say, my roommate is a photographer and took these pictures. My next door neighbor's best friend's uncle thought that this would make a good headshot. You guys, listen to me. Uh, headshots are a very, very specific, especially for actors, but they're very, very sp specific criteria that needs to be met. And headshots have evolved over time and they keep on changing over time. It's gotten to the point where I can pretty much know the photographer who took your headshot based on the style of shot. But to rely on somebody else with their cell phone taking a picture of you, it just is not the professional headshot that is putting you in the best possible light. And I'm being sincere about this. I've seen so many students as seniors, for example, in training programs or in colleges, they're getting their BFA or their MFA, and the local university photographer or somebody who, who quote, knows how to do headshots comes in and takes pictures of the entire class, and it's a lot less expensive, and you say, well, this is just as good as anything that New York or California would do. I'm sorry, you're wrong. It's just not. It's just not because headshots are evolving all the time because the style of headshot has been changing slowly, but surely over time, it's very important that you put the money out. That's going to represent you in the most professional way possible. I know that might be tough to hear, uh, but try not to rationalize your career by compromising your headshots. Please don't do that. Now, number five, your picture is your brand. I know you know this. And your brand is not your type. I never use the word type. I don't believe in the word type. But how you want to be seen by us, casting, agents, managers, people in the industry, how you want to be seen is your brand. And so you have control over those headshots that represent not only exactly the way you look now, but also shows me your sensibilities, shows me more information than just a portrait of who you are, of you. It really can reflect how you want to be perceived by others. In other words, if you are a serious uh, Shakespearean trained actor and you're really looking just for more Shakespeare roles, that implies an entire kind of specific style in your headshot, doesn't it? 
By the same token, if you're a musical theater student and you really um, want something that's vibrant and bright and fun and interesting and unique, that is your brand. That's how you want to be seen. Uh, too many times I see actors making decisions to go with a specific photographer because they like the photos that they've seen of somebody else just like them. That might not necessarily be the best headshot. Why? Well, because then you're replicating, ooh, good word, the same style and the same kind of picture that the photographer is comfortable and familiar with. That may not be reflective of your brand. So knowing who you are and then spending and taking the time with headshot photographers that can capture that is time well spent. And I mentioned this just a moment ago, but number six, uh, your headshot, it should not be a portrait. Really. Too many times I see headshots where the, the person almost looks like they're posed and they're, they're sort of presenting their image without any regard to what the eyes are saying, without any regard to the energy or perhaps even the spontaneity that the best headshots have. So do not go with a photographer who thinks this is portraiture. <laughs> Stay away from that. A good headshot is one that really captures who you are, captures your essence. And that simply means that you need to, number seven, research photographers before making a commitment. See their work. See the style of their work. See the level of comfort actors in those shots seem to be uh, experiencing during that session. Spend time talking to the photographer and finding out how do they work. It's not typical for you to go into a film, sorry, go into a, um, a, a headshot studio and know exactly to how to communicate with that photographer. It really does because it's nerve wracking, because the atmosphere and the situation is something that you've not been in before. And the photographers say, well, just, just do stuff, just move around, do stuff. Or they may kind of set up the shots a little more carefully. So all of that is something that you need to be 100% comfortable with, 100% ready to jump in with that photographer. And so the level of communication can't be overstressed um, just before you make a commitment, before you put money down, have those conversations. Now, number eight, a lot of people might not think of this, but they see their headshot in an eight by 10, and that's the correct size, by the way, not eight and a half by 11, like I still get sometimes. Um, just make sure that the thumbprint version of your photograph works as well as the full size version of your photograph. What do I mean by that? Well, sometimes I see a lot of very dark moody backgrounds and then the, the actor's wearing darker clothing and the head is sort of a floating head in the picture. And then you put that into a two inch by two inch um, actor's access um, website with a submission and I, I can't even tell any information about that particular actor. So that's something to just be really aware of, that the headshot might look good in its full size, but when you reduce it to that two-inch by two-inch thumbnail, um, is it still clear? Is it still um, 
the contrasts still able for me to really get a sense of who that is. Um, and I know it's kind of weird to put it like that, but um, a great headshot doesn't always translate in my mind when it's just a, you know, a little two inch by two inch thumbnail. And thumbnails are many times the very first opportunity we use and have when we receive submissions from like Actors Access, something like that. So does it work in two inch size as well as eight inch size? Uh, that's also something to think about. A good photographer who knows exactly how to make that work for you. Lighting, background, those are the kinds of things that can help a lot. Please remember on number nine, moving on from there, it's never about the photo. It's never simply about the picture. Is it a good picture? It's much more about what you are trying to say or what you are saying in that picture. Okay, I'm going to repeat that because you know what? You just made a lot of money right now. <laughs> if you really listen to this, you'll understand what I'm saying. It's really not about having a wonderful picture. It's what is your picture saying about you? And that's the kind of spontaneous, kind of catching you in an interesting moment. Maybe you're thinking about something sexy, or maybe you're thinking about something happy, or maybe you're, whatever, whatever the layers are that you have. And you are made up of a lot of different layers. But what is most interesting about your headshot is what you are saying in that headshot. And if I get a clear understanding that you're saying something, your eyes are saying something, your energy is saying something, then that's going to be a headshot that's going to serve you really, really well. Okay, I think that was a really good one. Okay, moving on from there, number 10. Again, um, I know I've said this before in previous podcasts about doing headshots and photography, but you know what? It's important to relax. Just please try to remember it's a picture and it is not the sum total of your talent or your career or it's not going to make or break any choices or decisions about you and your career. It just is not. It's a tool that casting directors use. It's a tool that just helps us make a connection between your talent and who you are. And that's it. It's a catalog device that we use to make connections with actors. And when I see um, a submission and I, in a thumbnail, can tell that I know that actor and I remember that actor's work, now I have a visceral relationship going on with that particular actor. And that's much more valuable than, oh my gosh, my headshot, my headshot, you know, if a bad headshot makes a terrible career, none of that. That's all bullshit. The truth of the matter is, knowing that you're going to be getting new headshots six or eight months from now, just capture something interesting about who you are now and then use that. And again, there's some confusion. Folks are saying, well, if, if every time I get a new set of headshots, is that like a new brand? And the answer is no. But there is simply more information as you grow as a person, as you mature as a person. There's more information that happens as a result. And so that's another reason why new headshots are so important. It's not a relaunch of your career, but it's, in my mind, it's an addendum to what you've already accomplished. So bottom line is when you can objectively look at your headshot 
It should elicit a feeling, a mood, um, a sensibility in a natural, spontaneous way. It should contain your essence of personality, of your energy, of your uniqueness. Now listen to me. When that happens, you will experience a new wave of focus, of attention, and opportunities. You will never, ever need to listen to anyone but yourself when someone says to you, you need new pictures. <laughs> I'm Jeffrey Dreisbach. This has been an episode of Casting Actors Cast. Please do yourself a favor. Tune in next week. Thanks. Please don't forget to review, like, and share Casting Actors Cast wherever you get your patios, podcast videos. Thanks. I'm Megan Grace Martinez.